store, just lip syncing songs, and he played drums. Yeah, he would Brody, play really good. Yeah. He would pull the chairs up and pull out st- drumsticks and start playing the chairs. <laughs> right. And it was good. Yeah. Was like, his music is really good. And it would just go on as long as there was one person in the audience, they would keep going. <laughs> so it lasts for, I'd be like, all right, I bet. it's 2 a.m., I got to go. And then I'd stay there for another hour and a half. Yeah, Just, you know, all the problems that we talked about with the comedy store and all the, you know, the, the issues they have, uh, how it's being run. At the end of the day, that place is like one of the weirdest spots ever for like cool development of comedy. Like as, one of the best spots ever in the country. As dark as it is, there is that element of creativity and excitement there. there and there's something, there's a weird sort of a community and a camaraderie. Like Tammy Pescadelli uh, posted something on Twitter today. Like uh, comedy store gang, like all our friends from the comedy store, and starts you know putting all these people's Twitter you know handles together. And I remember one time, me and Brent Ernst did a show in Florida, and Brent Ernst just slayed. And he got off stage, and as he was coming up to me, he went comedy store motherfucker, and he like <laughs> gives me knuckles. Yeah, it's like they have that you know. There's there's so many good comics that have come out of there, and they have that. There's a history to that place. It's like being a Marine or something. Yeah, there's something. It's undeniable. We're miserable and we love it. Yeah. They just need to clean that place up. Ugh, get I'm never some, going back. Get rid of some shitty baggage <laughs> in human form. <laughs> <laughs> but the spot itself is fantastic. Yeah, dude. It it's, it's one of the most historical spots in the world of comedy. I mean, it's probably the, if you thought you stopped to think about it, what is the most historically important stop in the world of stand-up comedy that's still around? I'd say it's the comedy store. I that's would say it's the comedy store too. Prior film live that Sunset Strip there. Is there anything in New York that really counts? I don't think anything's left. I think he did. Was that what, did he film it there or was that out of the Roxy? No, the Roxy was Kinnison. I want to th- I want to say that he filmed live one of them at least he filmed at the comedy store in the main room. Yeah, I remember the background. Yeah, I think I think that was it. I think I'm pretty sure that was it. And that was prior when he was just the greatest stand-up to ever walk the face of the planet. He was the number one guy. Which, in my eyes, uh, when I have to rank like the all-time guys, he's always number one. Prior. Yeah, I feel like Prior's number one. I think I think Kinnison in '86 was as funny as any living human being ever has been yeah. or ever will be. It always makes you laugh. Yeah. It's never like, oh, good form. Oh, very clever. It's like, bah. He was, he was the best for like two years, but then Coke just took its toll. <laughs> Coke and booze and just fucking drinking bottles of vodka. And we had Marin on the show, and Marin was telling us his uh, story of I've heard blacking of out with Kinnison after doing Coke for like three days in a row at no sleep and how it like for years fucked with his head. Like he said for a whole year, like he heard voices in his head. <laughs> like a whole year. Come on, Marin! <laughs> Can you imagine? Having that kind of memory of Kinnison yelling your name at you. And they were always locking each other out of the house and fucking with well, each other. Well, I think he was talking about psychosis uh, words in his head. Okay. He was having, like, people were talking to him that weren't really there. Mm. Like, he was he was hearing things because of the fact that he just redlined his brain hanging out with Kinnison <laughs> for, like, X amount of years when he was a young guy to the point yeah. where he had to get out of town. Yeah, it drove Kinnison drove him out of town. Yeah, well, his his fucking story about hanging out with Kinnison is like one of the greatest all time Hollywood party stories. Yeah, and the way Marin tells it, it was from if uh, I don't remember what number podcast it was, but goddamn, it was good. It's such a good story. It's such a good story and such a 
when you stop and think about the, like the history of stand-up comedy, like one of the the most epic things was uh, the comedy store explosion with Kinnison in the, in the late '80s. Yeah, because it became like everybody recognized that there, there was this one spot where Kinnison developed in Hollywood, and this is the same spot where Pryor came out of, and David Letterman came out of, and all these other people came out of it. Like, it put the spot it, like it, it became like an even bigger spot in the mind of like stand-up. Comics. Yeah, you don't really hear that about the improv. No. Right? Improv's always a great club. Yeah. Still a great club. But that place is a a nut house. Yeah. The comedy store is always has been a nut house. It's a crazy place. (laughs) Yeah. I I heard Schubert telling some story about how he took Kinnison off stage on a motorcycle (laughs) one time. (laughs) How fucking awesome is that? And I don't know how that's possible. Uh, I don't know. But he man. told yeah. the fucking story. Yeah, he went through that back uh, hallway, he said. <laughs> that is so hilarious. And like, Kin- I think Kinnison told him to do it, but then he said Kinnison seemed pretty scared when they were doing it. Yeah, I'm you know? sure. That's a shitty way to break your leg. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's quite the spot. risk, because you can see out the window. Yeah. If you fall, you could ruin a good set. Yeah, it's interesting that there's uh, there's no spots like that left in New York. Like, there's a new spot. You know, the Comedy Cellar is, like, the new spot. Right. And then there's Caroline's, which is always, like, a big headliner club. But as far as, like, a development club, like the store, there's really nothing left. There's something in Queens called the Creek in the Cave, which isn't quite the same thing. Mm-hmm. But there's comedy there every night, and people can do it. The only problem is there's no real audience. But there's like three or four shows a night, and you can just hang out there and fuck around on stage. Right, but how long has it been around? Oh, not long at all. Yeah, but that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. It's like these weird things like the store is one of the weirdest places because it's a place that's still around. Yeah. And still in the same form. Yeah. Like the way the shows are set up, they start at 8, Argus goes on at 8.30. You know, the, the, the show goes on throughout the day. Everybody tag teams. There's, it's an 8 you know, p.m. to 2 a.m. show every night. And right. that's just what it is. Like there's no other places that are rocking it like that. Yeah. Like, how many places are left that are running it like that? I think it's the only one. I think you're right. I think there's very few other ones. I mean, there's there's some organized shows, and there's some main room shows that coincide with the OR shows that are organized. But at the end of the day, that that's a weird club because it exists back like the clubs used to exist in the heyday. Yeah. It's still running the same way and even running f- more free than any of the other clubs ever ran like that. Yeah. Like the tag team thing? Who the fuck else tag teams? Is there another club in the whole country that's known for only having tag teams? Nobody that's known for it. I've only ever seen it. Comedy and Magic does it. They'll do it occasionally. But it's not their thing. Yeah, they'll also have a, an MC. Well, they, Comedy and Magic's the weirdest one ever because they always have a magician on the show. Yeah. You're not a fan. Uh, I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> Definitely don't like following it, that's for fucking sure. Well, does it feel like you have to restart the crowd when you follow it? I, I feel like all they want is magic after that. Yeah, definitely have to restart. Yeah, your jokes are just not as impressive as like disappearing doves. Yeah, I want. I always say I should learn to juggle or learn one trick just for situations like that. Yeah, music acts are the hardest, right? Music acts. Yeah, if you have to follow music acts. Like goddamn, especially if they're good. So much energy in music. I, I think, yeah. I was just gonna say I was thinking that when we went to see um, went to the um, uh, Hard Rock in Vegas, yeah. House of Blues rather in Vegas, and saw Steel Panthers. I saw that. Same place. I was blown away. Did Fucking you like incredible. it? Incredible. Incredible. I, so I was so surprised at how funny it was. I thought they were just, I was going to be laughing at Poison songs. Ha yeah. ha. They were so fucking funny. No, it's really good. It's a really good show. Uh, it's like, they're really good musicians too. 
Yeah. And it's funny, and it's the, like, the music is really good, but there was one time where he was doing this Ozzy Osbourne impression, and his Ozzy impression is so fucking good. So I'm laughing like really hard at how good his Ozzy impression is, and I'm going, God damn, this is like, they're <laughs> nailing it. Right. I mean, they, they, they were fucking nailing it. He was doing Crazy Train. And, I mean, it was incredible how good it was. It sounded like Ozzy. He was moving like Ozzy. Right. And I was sitting there thinking, like, what an amazing amount of power yeah. music has. Like, imagine if I had to go on after that and tell a joke. No way. I'm fucked. It would fucking suck I'm for fucked. at least 10 minutes. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked. You could try it and start off with some, like, you, you better jump on them right away also. Because yeah. now their attention span is... For ready, set, go, like perfect, smooth, exciting beats, yeah. re- rehearsed music over and over. It's all perfect. Right. And it's all like powerful and different and completely different kind of tone than you setting up a joke. Right. And yeah, you like, being conversational, trying to draw them right. into the way you're thinking about things. What's up with Ikea? Am I right, guys? <laughs> I, you know, men and women are so <laughs> different. I even... I had I opened a show for Brandon Flowers, uh, The Killers. You know this band, The Killers? No. Yeah, I've heard the band before. He had a solo tour, and they had me open the show at the Troubadour, and that was one of the worst experiences of my life. Ugh. And that was just opening. But at a music show, they don't even introduce you. They're like, go up there and introduce yourself, you know? Yeah, I've only opened up for a couple of bands. I opened up for Bon Jovi. Really? Yeah. That was, that was, I was terrible. Was it? I deserved whatever. <laughs> I just I deserved them to not think I was funny. I wasn't very good. Um, but it was uh, it was also so strange because it was in a theater in a round. It was the first. Oh, and dude! I was on stage with all their equipment. Yeah. You know, so I had to like move around these drums and try to tell a stand up. And I, I was you know not really used to doing stand up in places any you know other than a comedy club. I'd only been doing it like a couple of years when this had happened. So there's no way I should have been like opening up for a big band. Right. No, that's that's a that's a tall order. Yeah, I had some weird deal with uh, MTV, so they offered it to me, and like a, a greedy little bitch who doesn't know his place, I accepted. Yeah. Well, you have to. <laughs> you have to. And so there was people behind you? What theater people was People all around. Some place in, it was either Brooklyn or Queens. I don't really uh, remember, but it was weird. In New York bans the use of e-cigarettes in public? Isn't that crazy? What? 43 to 8. What? You're no longer allowed to blow out fake smoke in That public. is ignorant. That's, that's ignorant of what that is. That's really stupid. That's just vapor. It's water vapor. I mean, it's not, it's not toxic. It doesn't smell bad. It doesn't anything. Uh, well, I don't know why it exists, though. That maybe that's a good point. Like, yeah, why, why does it have to come smoke? out? Yeah, why can't you make a vaporizer that doesn't make smoke like that? I think you can. Yeah. I think no, it's all can't. part of the fun. Is that what it is? Probably what? smokers want to see it. Probably most likely. Otherwise, if you can't smell it <laughs> and you can't see it, then what are you doing? <sighs> Dude, I went to Bottle a restaurant the other night. <laughs> I went to a restaurant the other night, and there was this lady on the patio that was smoking. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that she was smoking outside. She has every right to smoke outside of a restaurant if they have an ashtray there. Yeah. If it's legal in the town. It's that she was putting out her cigarettes in this plant. <laughs> and, you know, we went out there afterwards, and, you know, I was talking with my wife saying, do you think that she got rid of the cigarettes? Like, she's like, no, they're going to be right there. And we walked right out there. And sure enough, four cigarettes just in right in this... You know, it's a nice place. Yeah. And it's just sticking in a plant. She just decided, right. nah, it's right here. This is where it is. Like, you wouldn't take your soda can and crunch it up no and way. leave it there. But for cigarettes, 
There's a weird disconnect with cigarette smokers. It's a fact they know they're doing something toxic to their body, and they don't care. So when they're done, they're done. They'll throw it on the earth. They don't have any respect for their own body. They don't have any respect for the earth. And and they always say it's biodegradable, but how can that be? How can that be? Even if it is, so what? It's going to exist for 100 years. (laughs) It'll look like that for 100 years. It's crazy talk. Yeah, it's a little foam thing. You know how long it's going to take for that to... It doesn't rain here, stupid. (laughs) And even if it does, like if it degrades, then it's going to go into the environment you know yeah. it's going to become a part of the dirt like that's not good that's toxic yeah like that's that's shitty things you're supposed to put in a bag and then someone's supposed to pick it up and they put it in a landfill somewhere until somebody figures out how to make it into fuel you know but until then we got piles of places where we stick shit like this because we don't want it just laying around on the ground it's not biodegradable fuckhead no way it's not even if it is it's not <laughs> i know even if it is but they all say the same thing they've all been given the same pamphlet like, this is what you say. This is why it's okay to do it. They all believe that, or at least say that. When Duncan and I were filming the uh, Joe Rogan Questions Everything show on Sci-Fi, we went to Utah. We went to this one place. This guy was supposed to show us something. It was The dude was nutty, and he's making shit up. It was pretty obvious. But yeah. one of the things that was weird was that he was smoking cigarettes, and... I saw him smoke. He's like an, oh, was supposed to be like this expert that knows this terrain and knows the area. I see him smoking a cigarette, and then all of a sudden he's not smoking it anymore, and he doesn't have it in his hand, and we're nowhere near garbage. Uh-huh. So I look at him, and I just go, what'd you do with your cigarette? And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, what'd you do with your cigarette? And he goes, I, I go, did you throw it on the ground? He goes, yeah, I did. I go, why would you throw it on the ground? I go, we're in the wilderness. Like, like, we're out here, we're supposed to be, like, the stewards of the land. This is public wildlife land, and you're taking cigarettes out and throwing them on the ground in front of everybody? Right. You have a pocket. It's not like a cigarette weighs 50 pounds and you can't carry it back or you'll die up here. Put it in your fucking pocket, man. Right. Like, this is disgusting. But for him, it was instant. It was like, this is what you do. You're done with your cigarette, you throw it on the ground, you step on it, you walk on. Right. So he didn't think twice about, I mean, we're talking about beautiful land. Yeah. Gorgeous landscape, crazy rock formations and shit. He doesn't think twice about throwing a cigarette onto that, just leaving it there. Yeah. That, but you wouldn't do with anything else. That's a weird thing that people do with cigarettes. It is. It's crazy. It's real weird, man. <laughs> it's real weird and it took Bill Hicks. Yeah, that's the worst part. Most Quite likely. honestly. Most likely. I mean, maybe it was something else. Maybe it was genetic. I don't know, but I he smoked a lot. Dean Delray the other day, and he rides a motorcycle. And, and, and he's like, uh, the worst thing is when people flick their cigarettes out of the car, <laughs> and you're in a motorcycle, <laughs> and it goes right into your, like, suit, like, in your oh, helmet. Yeah. And you're just like, you oh, you're driving, and you're trying oh to get it out God. of your suit. That's a weird one anyways, though. Yeah. It's like... That's the whole new level, and you see that all the time. Yep. It's like, I'm just going to throw it out of this car. You don't know what happens to it. It's Not on fire. That. It's on fire. It's California, where everything's dry as fuck. It happens every week. The whole fucking mountainside goes it's up. It's all retards, man. We just got to get better at educating people from the jump. Better at educating babies. That's what we got to do. Take babies away from retards. Give me that kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fuck him up. He's going to be a cigarette tosser. Do you watch Duck Obviously, Dynasty? No, but I know the controversy. I thought it was fascinating. I posted something from the Barowitz report today, um, and I, you know, I guess a lot of people thought that it was real. I thought it was real when I first read it, like when I first read the title, and then I saw it was the Barowitz report. What's but it was that Vincent Scalia defends. Uh, um, hold on a second. I'll pull. I'll pull up the tweet so I say it someone. Exactly. Someone tweeted me and said, 
not to talk about Duck Dynasty, and I know no <laughs> idea what they were talking about. This is why I'll tell you why the 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 um the thing I tweeted. It's in the New Yorker, and uh, I someone first tweeted me uh, or um, sent me the headline, and I w- I looked at it and I was like, what is this possible? And then I realized it was the Borowitz report. He's he's a comedian. Oh, okay. But it's that Vincent Scalia calls Duck Dynasty decision unconstitutional. All I saw was the NewYorker.com. You know, so I thought it was some sort of a some sort <laughs> right. of a news story. Right. So I, I I posted it, and so many people got angry. <laughs> there was so much anger. Who the fuck is Supreme Court to say with a lot of people agree with? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. There's a, I got a lot of Jesus tweets. Huh. A lot of people talking to me about sin and the sins of the flesh. And Jesus says that you. There was like a slew of them came my way, and I was like, "Wow!" And then, so I had the tweet after that. Hey, folks, not familiar with the Barowitz report? He's a comedy writer, and what I posted it was just a satire. Everybody, take it easy. He was just being funny. But why is everybody getting mad about the duck guy getting removed from TV for saying that uh, he doesn't understand someone choosing a man's anus over a woman's vagina? Right. Are you? I, let's compare that to a lot of things that people are allowed to say and not get get kicked off TV for. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, is that really a big deal that he's saying that? I don't understand why anybody would choose a man's anus over a girl's vagina either. I, I wouldn't. Okay, it doesn't mean that uh, I don't believe that people, you know, should be allowed to do whatever they want. It's just that it's not that way for me. Right. It's like I don't understand when people go to the opera. I know people love the opera, but I've been to the opera and I don't understand it. I don't right. like it doesn't work with me. Just like men's booties don't work with me. But they do work with some people. But would you pick a man's anus over the opera? That's the question. It's a it's a fucking toss up because I could, you know, you you fuck a guy correctly, you're done in 10 minutes. <laughs> Operas take 3 hours. <laughs> hours. They take hours and they're fucking mental torture to me. Obviously not to you. But you know, the the, the Duck Dynasty where he fucked up is he was uh he wasn't just uh saying that he doesn't understand people making that choice. He's also talking about sins, you know, and you right. know people start talking about people rotting in hell for being gay and the network has to show a certain amount of uh I wanna say I don't wanna say guidance, but they have to set a certain amount of an example. If they are the people that are ultimately responsible for putting something on television and a guy says something that it's kind of homophobic. I mean, not even kind of homophobic. What was his actual, uh, the actual quote? Let's let's pull up the actual quote because uh, it was, um, to me, it's like, you know, you're talking to a guy who like wrote a book and his whole thing is about, his shtick is about being controversial and, you know, being a wild man with his wacky beard and him and his sons and they all hold hands and pray at the end of every episode. Right. And, you know, he's he's fucking a little bit cocksure. Yeah, he's talking like, about the queers now. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the president said that or something. Yeah, I mean, what do you... It's t- the redneck on TV. Do you know what he looks like? I mean, are you really surprised? I mean, think about the shit that Archie Bunker said, and it's classic television yeah. that people uh, long for and cherish. What is his exact quote? So you could pull up his quote. Uh says... I think it's funny. It seems like to me a vagina as a man would be more desirable than a man's anus. That's just me. He adds, there's more there. She's got more to offer. I mean, come on, dudes. But hey, sin, it's not logical, my man. Okay, see, that's not that bad to me. He that didn't sounds say it was like a, a sin. guy. That sounds like a guy who's trying to do some comedy and trying to be funny, and he's not good at it. 
you know, he's trying to be interesting or what then he continues you know his whole life he's grown up being a duck call manufacturer and then over the next you know x amount of years he becomes one of the most popular people on television right and people think he's funny on top of it they love that he talks crazy shit so i think you know he gets into that sort of vibe obviously that's who he is in the first place the guy's not gonna invent this character at you know, 65 years of age or whatever the fuck he is. He's not the owner he said, of Chick-fil-A. He says, he's, he continues, start with homosexuality behavior and just morph out from there. Bestiality, sleeping around with this woman and that woman, those men, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. It's not right. <laughs> he's, wow. he, I mean, I don't watch the show much because, I, you know, it's fake, so I, I just, I don't watch any of that crap. But uh, they show a lot of church scenes in it, don't they? Like, I remember seeing at least one it's a very religious show. You don't fuck with God's America. He released a statement. Um, listen to this. He said, I myself am a product of the 60s. I centered my life around sex, drugs, and rock and roll until I hit rock bottom and accepted Jesus as my Savior. My mission today is to go forth and tell people about why I follow Christ and also what the Bible teaches. As a part of that teaching is that women and men are meant to be together. However, I would never treat anyone with disrespect just because they are different from me. We are, we are all created by the Almighty, and like Him, I love all of humanity. We would all be better off if we loved God and loved each other. That was his quote. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. TMZ has a thing up right now. It says... Phil Robertson publicly bashed gays for years, what? and A&E knew all about it. I love how they have A&E knew all about it in caps. Well, you know what, man? There's a lot of those dudes out there. There's a lot of those weird dudes that care if guys are gay. And yeah. they, they do it because uh, they think that Jesus doesn't like it, and they get angry about it. I don't think anyone's ever read the Bible. There's a few people that read it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. I tried one time. I stay in so many hotel rooms. I'm like, I'm re- so many people talk about this thing. I'm reading this fucking thing. Can't, Couldn't so, get through it. So dry. Very boring. So dr- it doesn't hold up. You think the altar states doesn't hold up? The Bible really doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so no confusing. mention. There's no mention of iPhones. Well, there's, there's a no- lot of people that fucking read it though, and they'll quote it back to you when it has sure. power in that scripture. Right. Isaiah 16, <laughs> chapter four. They'll just start quoting it, and you're like, "What? What is it? Why is quoting some book all of a sudden give like this? This? Why does it have power? Because it's the word of God. Why come I can't understand it? Yeah. Why doesn't God talk like more clearly? Covet thy neighbor's wife. What are you saying? What are you saying? I can't fuck her. Is that what? <laughs> would you please tell me what the fuck covet means? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know this what... is long before the Dick Van Dyke show. You yeah. were not allowed to use those words. Yeah, covet thy neighbor's wife. Why don't you go tee off, God? <laughs> yeah, those shows are like, they might as well be silent movies. You know? Might as well be. Right. The first, the first uh, minute and a half was him just getting his golf bag together and shit. You know what else might as well be silent movie? Unfortunately, man. Watching TV shows. Watching it on actual television with commercials. Might as well be silent movies. Yeah. And like... It's gotten to the point where it's like, why would you sit down and watch what someone else has programmed for you? It's like, you know what you want to watch. What and I'm you saying can just is go sitting on. down and watching it through commercials. Yeah. I'm saying like, if you don't have a DVR or if like, I tried to watch The Walking Dead the other day. I tried to, I, I taped it on uh, the DVR, but I also had like an iTunes subscription for it. So I could watch it on an iPad and I'm mostly watching on iTunes on my TV. 
but I decided to try to watch it live, like actually watch it with the commercials on because it was on. Th- well, let's watch it now. Oh my god! This Every is like fifteen fucking minutes. It's like six commercial breaks, and it's they play incredible. the same commercials. Dude, not only that, there's, there was one time where it was like they showed like five minutes of the show, and then it went to commercial. It was crazy. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, how the fuck can you? You can't concentrate on the action. You're not really into it. You you get lost in this this breakup by all this shit that you don't want to see, and then you got to get sucked back into the action. And it takes a couple minutes, and then next thing you know, there's another fucking commercial. I forgot how unbelievably like disjointed watching a show is like that, like yeah. trying to watch a show like that live because I haven't done it in so long. But I did it the other night, and it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't enjoy it at all. I can't believe they do it that way. That is the ter- that. Uh, Having commercials on in the middle of a show is the shittiest fucking way to break up a show. Like, it's one thing if you have, like, a two-hour show and you have an hour break to pee, like, in the middle or something like that. And everybody knows it. You come back in. Like at the opera. Yeah. Like a five-minute commercial break that everybody enjoys. And that the, and, then, and then it becomes a contest of, like, who can make the most creative commercials that make people actually want to stick around and right. watch them. And then they have this five, seven, whatever the fuck minutes of commercials. And then the next show plays. That's how they should do it. Just, just mix the products in the shows, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, but then you can't trust the show. You're like thinking, why, why does he have a Coke there? Because they paid why him to have the Coke there. <laughs> yeah, why does the zombie have a Sprite? They yeah, already do that. They already do that on house, television shows. Yeah, but if you go to my house, you're going to see a Coke. You're going to see a Sprite. Why make it some fake one that even throws you out of your, you know, the realism to begin with? You know, like if you have like a pop soda you know no one has pop soda so you look at it and go oh this is fake because they don't pay you unless you prominently feature it they don't pay you if you just use it like they give you free shit to use like when we were on news radio they had like fake cokes they were like they had like a a sticker they would put over a real coke but the the logo was approved yeah it was approved to use that if they want to pay you then you're going to do a coke commercial and you're going to have the coke right there it's like this they're just giving you coke but if they wanted to pay you, you know, then, then things would get different. Then you would have to actually, like, say, you know what? Why don't you just have a Coke and a smile and shut your pie hole? Right. And, you. and then it would be, like, written into it that you have to say Coke every day. I think there's a big difference between, like, product placement and then, like, a real commercial. Like, the kind of monies that you get when you're doing a commercial. They get a lot of money when they're doing, like, think about, like, how many people are watching Walking Dead? What is it, like, 16 million a show or something crazy like that? Who knows what the numbers Something are. Something huge. Something huge, right? So just think about how many fucking people are watching those commercials and how much those commercials are worth to the network. Big money, son. Absolutely. Big money. Because if you're getting past a million views, two million, and then you become a phenomenon like The Walking Dead, they're going to get some cash for those ads. Yeah. That's, those ads, they're worth something. And those ads are fucking up the whole show. they they got to figure out how to bumper it. Just put them in the beginning, put them on the end. Let the whole thing play out so you can get drawn into it. So you need to just wait for the season to be over with and yeah. download it all. Well, you don't have to wait. You can download it as it's as it's airing. Yeah. That's where we get it from iTunes. But uh, it doesn't. I don't think it comes out the day of. I think like the day after or something. Something along those lines. I might be wrong about that. But I think I looked for it once when it was only on uh, the DVR, which is why I had to go with that. It's t- terrible. Another thing that happened, which isn't half as bad but still annoying as shit, is the whole fucking advertisement. Right on the TV oh, show. Oh, so right. Ugh. Oh. Does that take you out of it or oh. what? Sports do that all the time. You're watching one thing and at the bottom is all this other shit about like, you know. The guy pops up and he's like, hi. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, those little floaty dudes. <laughs> little ghosts in the corner that tell you about an Kissing upcoming show. Kissing cousins. 
Coming up next on CBS. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's where they're, they're dinosaurs. Those things are all these like old ways where that was the only way to get the word out. Just go tweet it, NBC. Okay, tweet it. Yeah. Don't don't run a big little fucking little munchkin in the corner that's dancing around telling you to tune into the next show while the show is on right now. Hugging munchkins. You're confusing the fuck out of me, man. The scroll is definitely the worst though, right? Yeah. The scroll that you can't stop reading. Yeah, you can't stop. <laughs> you can't pay attention to the scroll the shit you're watching. You're watching a scroll. Fox Sports, a lot of uh, sports places, they love that shit. They love just giving you, like, if you're watching a sports show, they're not just going to give you the sports. They're going to give you fucking stats yeah. and info at the bottom. Like, yeah. Football people love that shit, man. Stock market people love that shit. Yeah. If you watch a financial show, they run the fucking market. Domino Sugar's up five points! Look at that fucking number. <laughs> How exciting! A lot of news shows, like Fox News does that too, don't they? They'll like, show you the news and they'll scroll some Taliban, mm-hmm. commander killed, 16 dead, drone strike. They'll like, have all that shit on the bottom while it's going on. California man kills Jesus Christ again. <laughs> <laughs> he was only a tuna sandwich, says the homeless man. Yeah, this this that inundation with shit just constantly coming at you. It I almost just, makes the internet less complicated in a way it's than much actual less television. Complicated. Well, the beautiful thing about the internet is there's a few live things, but most of the stuff is just there to download. Yeah, you, know, you can just stream it and get it when you want it. It's just there. I mean, there's a few live like Honey Honey did a, a live music show from God. I want to say England. Wow. Were they in England? I want to say they were in England. I might be wrong, but it was, uh, they had it streamed through some website and it was pay what you think it's worth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, you know, you can put a dollar in or nothing or 50 bucks or whatever. And uh, they would show you a, a live stream of their concert, which I thought was pretty dope. Nice. But it's other than that kind of stuff or right. this kind of stuff, like a Ustream or something along those lines, it's just, you're just downloading things. It's just, most of the time, it's just, it's already out there. Yeah. TV shows, man. The idea you have to wait, and it's Saturday night. Is it seven yet? Seven <laughs> thirty. It's ridiculous. We have thirty more minutes. It's, it's over. Eight. Yeah, and then you sit there, and then you have to sit through the fucking commercials and all that. It's it's that's a goddamn silent movie. Yeah, no, that's what happens to me. You know, I'm on the road and I'm in a hotel room. That's the only time I watch TV as TV, and I'm like, yeah. I can't find anything I want to watch. You never don't change the channels. You just flip never. the shit. Yeah, when you're in a TV, especially if you're in a hotel, and they they give you like a guide, like you have like right next to the t- like right 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 next to your uh, bed, they'll give you like a big piece of paper that has like HBO, Channel Ten, Showtime, Channel Twelve, whatever the fuck it is. But other than that, you don't know what's on. You have no idea. You have no idea. You're just changing channels. <laughs> so you're constantly changing channels, watching some stupid piece of shit, changing channel, watching that stupid piece of shit, changing channel. Very unsatisfying experience almost every single the time. The only thing you get stuck on is HBO and public access, local or, public access. Or if like a really good show comes on that you didn't expect, or a oh. really good movie. That's a nice thing, because it's a one out of ten. Then it's like hunting, and you get that satisfaction <laughs> of winning the lottery. But it's rare. You know, gambling's a tough game. It usually leaves you unsatisfied. Yeah, the the and then if you want to get movies from movies like those um, movie things where you press menu and you, oh yeah, you pay seventeen ninety nine to watch some terrible fucking movie. You know what's really funny By is yourself. when you when you yeah when you go to the movies now and you see something really funny, you're like you're reaching for the remote control like I want to see that again. Oh, I can't. That's funny. 
Yeah, I think that when you're, uh, you have access to shit like we have on the internet, we're getting super spoiled to the idea of immediacy. Just being able to get things whenever you want it. And being able to, like, if you want to watch an ad, you watch an ad. But you know what I like? I like when I go to a YouTube page and it starts playing an ad and then it says, skip this ad. I go, yes. <laughs> Unless it's something I'm interested in. Yeah. I'll watch a little bit if it's something I'm interested in, but I don't want to have to. It's awesome that they know that they can't get away with showing an, a minute ad. Well, sometimes they're really long. Sometimes yeah. like four or five minutes. You can skip them, though, right? Yeah, but they sometimes yeah. are like little shows. Like you're, you're forced to watch it. But I've seen some interesting ones. I've seen some cool ones, some like extended trailers and some interesting ones. <laughs> They've really upped their game when you consider like in the 80s, it was like Folgers Coffee. Yeah. I really enjoy this drink. What you rarely see, though, if you watch a YouTube video, is you rarely see commercials in the beginning and then they pause in the middle and then have more commercials. And then they pause again and again. You don't see that. You, you get to see the whole thing. And yeah. I know probably the vast majority of what you're downloading from YouTube is probably short clips for most people. Yeah. But there's some pretty long shit on there, too. Yeah, you can watch yeah. TV on there. Watch our podcasts on there, all three hours of them. Yeah. So there's some, there's some long shit that's on there as well. So uh, I don't buy the idea that like it has to be done that way, that it has to be every 15 minutes. I think that's one of the things that's going to kill them. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cripple the, the business. Uh, people are going to get annoyed by the fact that this is what the experience is limited to. And then once people start putting money into like, like Hulu Plus doing original, program, original programming. Netflix. Netflix doing House of Cards. And uh, what was the other show they were doing? Uh, Black is the, Orange is the New Black is, is a good one. And that is the uh, prison prison thing, right? sh- prison show. Yeah. So when, when guys like that, when they start doing new shows and creating their own content and putting it online and making it available through devices like, you know, I get my Netflix through my DVD player. You know, you can get your Netflix through uh, Apple TV. You can, yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can get it, and you get it instantly. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be real hard to compete with that if you make me watch commercials. You know, it seems like I would rather pay seven bucks a month and not watch commercials. It's seven bucks. Yeah, that's not that much. You know, I mean, how much is Apple TV every time you download a show? Is it like it's sixty dollars for the whole the whole season? season right? Yeah, yeah. You no, know, hours and hours and hours and hours of entertainment, and you don't watch a single commercial. I'll fucking take. It's totally that. worth it. It's worth more than that, probably. Yeah. If you really stopped and thought about it, like it's probably worth like a hundred bucks to watch a full season of a really good show. You'd That's pay a decent amount. You'd pay hundreds for it, like twenty years ago. Yeah, to have no that doubt. kind of access to a TV show. You think they're going to do that with movies ever? Well, they're going to have the option where you could download it to your home, and like you have to pay fifty bucks. Like you can't if you go to the movies and you're going to uh, you know like an IMAX and you're going to see some fucking new you know sci-fi thriller, or some new uh, yeah you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is. You're you're going to probably spend. How much is it? How much is the ticket these days? Nowadays, it's like, oh, at least like LA, Avatar, like, like fifteen is, bucks. Yeah, you want to see? Bucks. Okay, fifteen bucks. Let's let's go to the high. Let's go to twenty. Let's pretend we're in New York. Right? Okay, you want to see Avatar, and you're, you're going to pay twenty bucks a ticket. Would you pay fifty to watch it at home? You probably would. Some right? people definitely would. Some videos yeah. are already doing that. Some movies are already doing that now at theater movies on iTunes. Uh, or movies that actually came out in theaters, in, but they're giving you the option to watch it at home. Really? Yeah. No, are these movies good, or are they they're like usually, independent movies? They're usually like the independent or smaller, right. smaller budget ones, but there's been a few you know, that actually have been pretty big size. But then, then again, there's something really cool about going to the movies. I as really like going to the movies lately. I find it's one of the only things that can get me out of my head lately. Liquor don't work no more. 
pot kind of does. Liquor don't work on the full charge. No, no, no. I'm immune to it now. What's going on? I don't know. I haven't been to a movie in over a year. You build up a tolerance. Movies are great. They because you're not you're not allowed to check your phone. Well, I mean, people still do it. People. I don't. I follow the rules. And I'm in the I'm in the movie. I'm I can I can get out of my head. And it's it's awful up here. I like the movies. The ladies behind us went to see the desolation of Smaug. Wouldn't Smaug. stop talking to each other about the movie. Uh, in the movie? Yes. So, uh, I so hate stupid. that shit. And it wasn't loud enough where you could really say anything. It was like I don't know what he's got to do here. Yeah. <laughs> kills you it kills you because you're like should i say something yeah and then if you say something you feel bad too it wasn't, enough. Ugh. It wasn't loud enough but the reality is you shouldn't be goddamn talking through the entire movie like they kept doing it throughout the movie but you would be an asshole it was like at the level where you'd be an asshole if you brought it up it's it's <laughs> it's awful because the movie's so loud like how can you even hear it? but you can you fucking can you know it's there and it's it takes away from the experience a little bit. You're not it's, as wrapped it's a, up in it. It's a level of purgatory that's worse than hell. <laughs> Smog is good, though, man. I see Anchorman. Dude, that looks good, too. Anchorman looks hilarious. Oh, God, I love hey, you can't go wrong with a Will Ferrell movie. Did you hear who's uh, in it? Uh, all told? No. <laughs> Kanye has a cameo. Oh, that's hilarious. And, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford has yeah. a cameo? Yeah, if you remember the first one, there's a good fight scene. Yeah, Kanye and Harrison Ford fight. I think. So, oh, that's hilarious. Louis Anderson's there. How do you know this? Somebody told me that they well, they got to see the, the, the premiere. He's got the inside track. Uh, Brian's in show business. Track. Yeah, Anchorman looks good, man. You know what looks good too? Godzilla. Wolf Godzilla. of Wall Street was my idea. Uh oh. <laughs> How high is he? You want to hear it? I yes. saw Cheech Marin no today. Doubt. No doubt. You did? At Union Station downtown. Let's hear it. Tommy Chung, the Wolf of Wall Street, was my idea. So I heard that you shared a cell with Jordan Belfort. Yeah, a cubicle. Or a cubicle, yeah. Cubicle. Like... And we don't sell, call each other cell mates. Mm -hmm. Or we call ourselves cellies. You also mentioned it was very similar to Goodfellas. That was my... You mentioned it was very similar to Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, what? That was my favorite part. So, please, like, did you guys like, have someone like a, uh, a wife smuggling bread or like what happened? Uh, yeah, we actually we had people smuggle turkey in for us for, uh, for uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, my God, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, she, uh, uh, one of the wives put it in her boots, her big boots. I heard you also <laughs> urged him to write it down. Do you think you deserve any other royalties from that movie being made coming oh, out for soon? for Jordan? Yeah. I, I, well, I, I inspired, I, I wrote my book called uh, The uh, Meditation from the Joint. And uh, Jordan asked me, you know, I, I'd write every day, and he, what are you doing? I told him. And he, so he said, he, he, so he started writing his book. And then he wrote a few pages and he showed me, and then I kind of insulted him because I told him, ah, you haven't written anything. And he got really mad because he's a genius. Yeah. So he ended up... Uh, Rewriting. I told him how to do it. You mm -hmm. know, I said, just write from the heart and write about what you know. And uh, next thing you know, he's got a bestseller movie. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Hey, you should get That's some of that crazy story. <laughs> no, no, just seeing him do good. Actually, my biggest uh, thrill is watching him make money honestly. Because he was such a genius, but he was, you know, he was, you know, like all thieves, you know, they, had, they were twisted. Wow. That's much different than the headline, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the headline I was, just was gonna completely say that. different. I was just going to say that. That's a really irresponsible headline. But that's what got us to listen. <laughs> yep. If it was like, Tommy Chong salutes uh, so-and-so for yeah. his success. 
I mean, all he said is that he helped the guy write. Yeah. You know? Now, so that's an idea. I didn't know that the guy who wrote that was a guy who was a celly to Tommy Chong. I didn't know he was in jail. That's interesting. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know. Is that supposed to be good? Wolf of Wall Street? It looks great. It does. looks pretty dynamic. That Leonardo DiCaprio, who flies under the radar with a lot of people, but he might be the baddest motherfucker of them all. I think he's fantastic. And him and Scar- Scorsese put out something every Christmas? This is great. Dude, that Quentin Tarantino movie, the Django movie. Oh, yeah, dude. dude so when, good. When he makes the turn from being a good guy to a bad guy, he's a bad motherfucker, I dude. think he's great, dude. Yeah, he's he, he's too cute. That's the problem. Man yeah. He's too fucking handsome. And Duck Dynasty <laughs> said he's the only asshole that's better than a vagina. Did he really say that? <laughs> no. Are you sure? It sounds like something he would say. <laughs> They suspended the dude, pulled him off of A&E for that. Really? Yeah. I I feel like the headlines are way worse than the quotes on these things. Hmm, You know? Yeah, I agree. I just had an issue with this microphone here. I don't know what the fuck happened. We'll be right back, folks. This would actually be a good place for a commercial. Uh, We don't have a commercial. Turn off here. A a broken thing. Fix that shit, dude. Don't turn it off, man. Oh, okay. Hmm. This is just a shitty microphone arm. I was going to switch this, us to the, those anyway. This is actually a bad commercial for these mics. Brian Stahl. Uh, it broke? Friday, Joe Rogan and Joey what are Diaz are going to be at okay, the Ice House with a few other comics. Nice. This Friday? This Friday. Ice House Chronicles. And, tomorrow? Uh, show tomorrow. Uh, we got a um, bunch of good people on that. And Joe Rogan's going to be at the Hollywood Improv uh, it, uh, for New Year's Eve. Beautiful. Yeah. I got a commercial for you. My new CD, this is the part of the job I hate, now on iTunes. This is part of the job I hate. On, it's now on iTunes. Now on iTunes. That's awesome. Available Just to the public. One. Just get another one. We're going to have to switch out microphones here, ladies and gentlemen. We had a, an issue. This is this what happens. Shitty Chinese meat mic arm. <laughs> if we just went America, Detroit makes a fine mic arm. There's actually ones that Fitzsimmons has on his uh, his uh, serious show that are pretty dope that I'm trying to find. But I love these mics. If we couldn't find them. No, 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 not uh, the mics. Arms. The mics are great. The mic arms. Suck a fat one. The ones that um, that um, Craig Fitzsimmons has on uh, his uh, serious show are these really thick, like tubular aluminum-looking ones. Hmm. They don't like the the wire goes through the center of them. Yeah, it doesn't have all this uh, Velcro bullshit. Need right, that's it. Let's get this. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves? Oh. Okay. Um... I got a Texas tour. Uh, me and Tony Hinchcliffe are coming to uh, Houston, Austin, and Dallas. One uh, January 9th, tenth, and eleventh. And we're also bringing a surprise guest that I'm about to announce. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us! But tickets are on sale now. You can just go to deskquad.tv or... Uh, yeah. will, you, will you bring me back some ribs, Brian? No doubt. I was thinking about some Texas ribs today. Have my I, mouth watering. I, I can't wait to go back to Texas. I can't wait. I hope uh, to run into Aubrey on it's there. I want to hang out with Alex Jones. I might spend an extra day in Austin, maybe. I don't know. Have you ever spoken to Alex Jones outside of the times you've been in the show? Yeah, he has my. He once in a while texts me. Back in the day, he would text me back and forth. And Brian, it's Alex. But then I would text him, and somebody else would have his phone. I know where the barbecue is. I know where the best barbecue is, where the CIA is not watching you every five seconds when you try to enjoy a fucking brisket. I love Alex Jones. No, he's great. 
I can't wait to get back to Austin to see that dude. I can't wait to have him on the show sometime. I'm surprised that we've never had him on the podcast. We will eventually. He's just never in L.A. And yeah. he, when he is, he's busy dodging chemtrails. It's a lot of busy work. Yeah, to man. Do. <laughs> but we'll have him in. People get a chance to see a different side of him than we do. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he'll go crazy and, and yell and scream. But you'll get to see a side of him where you'll get it. You'll go, oh, that's why they hang out. Like, he's a fun dude. And people always ask me, wait a minute, is he for real? Yes, he is. Yes, he is for real, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's fun to hang out with, man. Uh, but we are having Roseanne Barr on. She's going to be on. Get out of here. On the 30th. She wow. Follows, she follows me on Twitter. And next week is going to be Monday, Joey Diaz, and Tuesday, Duncan Trussell. Nice. Wow. So we got a lot of shit going on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> got a lot of things happening. <laughs> Alex Jones back when the old Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. When they uh, showed you chemtrails, Fake. that was the old do- the old uh, the old back room. Yeah, it's so, it's so stupid that they got rid of. It. There was so much history on that. Yeah, they fucked up. That, that was a dumb move. That room was awesome. That room was just filled with people's signatures from decades and decades of comedy, and they decided to paint over it for some strange reason. For no reason, right? Wh- whose idea was that? I don't know. Cap City, how dare you? Meanwhile, it's one of the greatest clubs ever. Yeah. It's a, it's a must stop. Like if you're a comic and you're doing like a national tour and you, you know, you have like 12 spots where you're going to hit, you're going to Austin. Got to go there. If you get booked to Cap City, you'd be a retard not to go. You got to go. Silly bitch. Start the wall all over again. They're Sign educated, that shit. They're smart, they're cool, they're they don't give a fuck. They're from Texas. They're yeah. not showbiz obsessed. No. It's a totally different vibe. And they like to party. Okay. Drink some Texas beers. people like to party. All right, all right, Texas all right. Texas people. That sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Dazed and confused. <laughs> all right, all right. Full kegs. Everybody's going to be there. Yeah. You ought to come. Texas is a fun place Ow. to stop. I'm not sure I'd want to live there, but it's a fun place to stop. Really? Yep. Not, not, not like in Austin? Um, I Austin? think maybe outside of Austin, I'd like to have a ranch. We have a trusted assistant who guards the perimeter. <laughs> Perhaps a wolf dog by my side. You got to get guns and you got to get dogs. Hey, have you seen this uh, thing that they discovered in Bolivia? Brian, pull this up. It's on my Twitter. 300-foot wall in Bolivia has over 5,000 dinosaur footprints. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. The earth has moved so much since then that this is like, it's now like a straight wall, like a, a flat cliff. It's really crazy to look at because, um, you know, the earth's, topography changes and this where these things are walking at one point in time was probably like a creek bed or something like that but now you know now it's vertical yeah that muddy water or that muddy ground that they were walking on there's a bunch of them they found a shit a shitload of them but it says uh the the title of the um feed is uh twisted sifter twisted sifter i guess it's uh an archaeologist website or something what do you want to do with your life i want to look for bones. i want to be a fossil (laughs) (laughs) this 300 foot wall in bolivia has over 5,000 dinosaur footprints but it's crazy that it's a wall now so at one point in time they were walking on it and then the earth fucking radically shifted so much so that it's like a wall and these muddy footprints or up the side of the wall. It's crazy. So I wish someone was here that knew what the fuck was going on so they could explain this to us. Yeah. Because I'm just assuming that really that's ignorant. how it happened. 
Hey, what, what, you guys know a lot about dinosaurs. Are they really those bright colors? No, about as much as anybody. <laughs> you know, bro. No, it's all speculative. Dinosaur Joe. Speculative. In fact, there was uh, some recent speculation that because of the way T-Rex was built, that he might not have been a predator at all, that he might have been a scavenger, and that he might have been very vulture-like. That instead of looking like this green murderer that we see in Jurassic Park, that he would have like this really bright red skin. Like, hold on a second. See if you can find those images, Brian. Pull up uh, T-Rex vulture uh, scavenger. T-Rex... But it's interesting because you realize when you see something like that, oh, they're just guessing. Type in bad rap, too, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood dinosaur. T-Rex vulture. T-Rex's butthole. Um, this is, yeah, you can find. There's some in there. This right here? No, that's not it. If you go down to this one, this one here, they... Oh. Uh, they they drew him with a very bright red face. And uh, black skin behind it, much like a condor, and that was uh, one of the one of the speculations was that he wasn't able to run fast enough because of the way he's built that he really just would lumber on to dead things and fuck them up. And there's also some evidence that some things got away from him, which is pretty interesting when you consider how fucking big they are. And yeah. How did anything ever get away from that? Right. With, the, with that mouth. Right. Like, but there was bite marks on things that actually had uh, had survived right. for. X amount of years or X amount of months or whatever after been attacked by one of these fucking things. Well, you think we got a lot of big animals still that, that aren't that fast. Not like this motherfucker. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about the time of the dinosaurs is also that the whole atmosphere was different then. The, the atmospheric pressure was different. The amount of oxygen in the air was different. The temperature was different. Uh-huh. And if it was a really super oxygen-rich, gaseous environment, like I think has been speculated, it might have been easier for a big thing like that to move. Huh. And, and that might have made sense why there are so many big dinosaurs. I mean, dinosaurs were fucking dwarfing elephants. <laughs> they were huge. Really? Yeah, if you look at, like, Brontosaurus, you know, look at all those really giant plant-eater dinosaurs, they were fucking enormous. We went to the uh, Natural Museum History in New York. Uh-huh. They have all those bones of the dinosaur bones. Right. When you stand next to one of those things, you just go, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you... You really get it in your head, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why did it? Grow th- why is it that big? Why did it grow that big? Why was everything that big? <laughs> right. And now you look around and everything's small. Yeah, a horse is not that big, you know. Right. <laughs> and us little ass dudes yeah. are running this shit. A giraffe is like a baby compared to a dinosaur. Like that's the biggest shit we got. That's big, wild. Crazy long neck ass giraffe. Do you ever see what if a T Rex looked like if it was furry? Because I always thought, what if they had fur? They look kind of like crows. Like, look at this. Wow. So they don't even know if they were furry? I, I don't know. But well, I you know what's crazy? They know that a lot of dinosaurs did have feathers. Yeah. Like they're if, the direct descendants. What if a T-Rex to us looks scary because it would be like taking a bird and taking all its feathers off? And then, yeah, it looks scary. It looks creepy as fuck. No, they look scary, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at their fucking heads. What if it was cute, though? If you have a bird that has a head that big, it's probably even scarier. A bird with teeth like that and a head as big as a T-Rex would be fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, just an eagle. <laughs> just an eagle can fuck you up, right? Well, oh, look at that shit. You know what you should Google, man? Google terror birds. Terror birds. T-E-R-R-O-R birds. These were these gigantic six-foot-tall birds that... They might have been even bigger. They, um... Ostriches. They didn't fly. They just fuck people up. Oh, wow. They just fuck things up, dude. Uh, 2.5 meters. So, yeah. 
They were uh, six and a half feet tall, or six. How and a half. tall? <laughs> two and one and a half is a meter, right? Three meters, three. Tell so, me an American. So they were uh, seven and a half feet tall. Seven and a half feet tall. It says eight foot two inches. Okay, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> why are you making me do math? Come on. A meter's three. Is a meter three feet or is a yard three feet? A yard is three feet. So what's a meter? Meter is close to three close feet. Close to three feet. But it's not exact. Mm, okay. Either way, eight foot two inches tall and weighed approximately 330 pounds. And it was a fucking bird. God damn. Just this big ass, spooky looking fucking bird. Imagine that thing. Yeah, that's just the birds. Seven and a half feet tall and eats meat. Running around with a hatchet for a face. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago, man. These things were alive when people were alive. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15,000 years ago. They did not become extinct until 15,000 years ago. That's fucking That's terrifying. insane. Oh, my God. Jesus fucking Christ. The Romans could have had to fight that. Okay, maybe that's not true because there's uh, apparently there's some controversy about that. That it has been suggested the species did not become extinct till fifteen thousand years ago, but more precise dating by uh, a Doctor McFadden and his colleagues refutes such a late date, and that all known the, the, the birds called the Titanus, Titanus, Titanus fossils appear to be at least two million years old. Wow. Giant flightless birds called phosph woo. Okay. Forus Sahide. I'm not even gonna try. I'll spell it for you. P-H-O-R-U-S-R-H-A-C-I-D-A-E. Good fucking luck with that one. Forusaride. Which were named terror birds and has been thought to represent the youngest species of the lineage. That's interesting, man. You know what's interesting? The Congo still has like big giant flightless birds. That's why I don't go. They have these weird birds that go fishing in the Congo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's a video. Brian, see if you can find the video of uh, ancient bird eats snakefish. Oh. Please, Brian. I want to see it. Eats snakefish Congo. Do you think he's going to look any extra hard if you ask him, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snakefish? Yeah. Or is it a shoe bill? Is that what it is? A shoe bill eats a snakefish? Yeah, that's what it was. Shoe bill eats snakefish. See, why would we watch television with commercials in it when we just type in bird eats snakefish? Yeah, dude, that's it. Shoe bill video. You got to see this fucking thing. This thing looks like something that should be extinct. Like when you see a shoe bill, you, you look into that eye and it might as well be. What was that movie? What was that fucking movie where um, there was a there's a guy who's like what not Wes Craven? Fuck, what is his name? He had a bunch of uh, really cool horror novels that had been produced and turned into movies. All I can think of is Stephen King, but I know God that's not right. It. No, John Carpenter. No, 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 no. Grishlin? Grisham. No, no, horror. It was horror. Look at this fucking thing. This is crazy. Yeah. Night Dwellers or something like that. Fuck. What was the guy's name? Look at this fucking thing, though. My point is that this thing belongs in that movie. This doesn't seem like a real being. Mm -mm. This seems like something out of Hades that's walking forth amongst the earth. Amongst the people. Is that still alive? 
Uh, not in my world, bro. Snake fish ain't. If I find that fucking thing, that I take eye it out. Thing, that zombie eye. I take it out, bro. <laughs> I don't let this thing stay in my environment because uh, if it grows larger, it's a threat to my ancestors. It's the Rogan and Joey show. My, my, oh! my progeny. Look at this thing. Like, so, this, hey, what do you want for me? This fish that breathes <laughs> air. <laughs> I got meatballs. That's all I got for you. This fish goes up. This snakehead fish goes up and sucks a big deep gulp of actual air. That looks like a cat right there. Look at this fucking bird. Oh, man. that does not... This bird is a giant bird. I think they're about four feet tall. Where's Snuffleupagus? Wow, that's crazy. Hey, forget about it. Bird comes after me like that, I'll be like, get the fuck out of Oh! <laughs> Look how he gets a hold of that fish. What a scary fucking creature. Oh my Both God. Of them. What a fucking scary... Yeah, the fish is scary, too. Mm -hmm. But that bird is just extra freaky. It looks like he could fly yeah. with those wings. Can they fly? God damn, that thing is big. Oh, it's so weird. What's a fucking weird animal, man. Very large stork-like bird. It derives its name from the massive shoe-shaped bill. Although it's some like sto somewhat stork-like overall form... And has been previously classified. Blah, 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 blah. True affiliations with other living birds are ambiguous. That's interesting. So it might not have any affiliation with other living birds. Some authorities now reclassify it with the Pelianclathiforms. Uh -huh. The adult is mainly gray, while the juveniles are browner. It lives in tropical East Africa and large swamps from Sudan to Zambia. Birds are amongst the trippiest fucking things that are alive on this planet. Well, they can fly. So and even if they freaky. can't fly their trip, like, we're, I'm freaking out about those terror birds. The ones that walked. Joey Diaz was all pissed at this bird because he dipped one of those snakes in ranch. <laughs> <laughs> how big are these fucking things? It doesn't say how tall they are. It says identification. Hmm. I'm just fascinated by birds, man. I'm fascinated by the fact that they used to be dinosaurs, essentially. Have you ever seen those gigantic eagles that live in the forests of South America and they eat monkeys? No, monkeys? Oh, my God, dude. Harpy eagles. Brian, Google, what did that bird do? Just eat a duck. It just was like, hey, uh, how's it going, duck? I'm just going to What bird you. was it? A pelican. A pelican ate yeah, a look. duck? It's like, hey. Oh. No way. Oh, my God. Yep. It did. It just fucked a duck up. <laughs> Swallowed it whole. Whoa, in front of all these people, too. It doesn't give a shit. Look at that. The other ducks are kind of cool with it, too. They're not that scared. I don't think they're smart enough to know what the fuck happened. How about that? I think you're right. They probably never thought that it was going to happen. Someone's going to come along and swallow them. No. One of their brethren. What did I ask you just five seconds ago? Uh, to look up... Um, uh, something. Oh, the harpy Giant, eagle. Yeah. The harpy eagle... Just we'll we'll end on this because this is even more preposterous. This is the, the biggest eagles in the world. It's the harpy eagles of Venezuela. Brian, can you please look that up for yeah. us? Thank you. <laughs> These things are crazy, man. They've uh, they've caught them stealing sloths, just snatching them from their trees. If you go, uh, harpy eagle grabs a sloth. You can see this fucking thing. What do sloths eat? Vegetables. They're really slow as shit. Right. And they don't have much defense. Especially not against a flying raptor. <laughs> Especially like the, I, I think the biggest eagle on the earth. 
I don't think there's any bigger eagles than the harpy eagles. They're enormous. And this thing swoops down. You got it? Yeah, it's harpy eagle training. No, go there. to harpy eagle grabs the sloth. Okay. There's a video that shows this okay. thing stealing one of these sloths from the world of the living. Watch this shit. This sloth is just upside down. Poor bastard. Oh, dude. Look how slow they are. Just it's like they're, they're designed to be eagle food. Is there for the taking. He's not even putting anything in between the two of them. Oh, he's he's probably so dumb. Look at him. Look how he moves. <laughs> oh! Forget about it! Oh, my God. That is freaky. That's, that would probably be fun, though, for him right now. For the sloth? <laughs> yeah, right no. there. Right now he's dying because he's oh. getting his body punctured by these giant swords this fucking thing has in the end of its feet. Nothing fun about that. His feet are these clawed things. The, the raptor claws are frightening, man. Especially a big giant one like that. There's a reason why those dudes have those goofy s shoulder straps on. You know, those uh, things that they put these big leather things on. They hold yeah. the, the eagle on their arm. Yeah. Whatever those things are called. What are they called? Eagle gloves. Eagle well, is there a name for one of those things that an eagle lands on? I always oh, just right. call them gloves. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, There's a name for it. Yeah. What do I, oh. Joey Diaz used to say it. No, no. Joey Diaz said, what are you waiting for, a fucking falcon to land on your arm? <laughs> Eddie Bravo had a leather thing up. Whoa, is that real? <laughs> is that real? Yeah, look at that fish's eye. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Throw me back! Look at that eagle. Has, it has all those little swords in the end of its feet dug deep into the fuck fish. His brain. And it's just that. flying. That's a big-ass carp, too. Why does the eagle look more scared than a fish? Because the evil's evil. <laughs> the eagle's evil and it knows it's evil. The wicked never rests. What will it be like when I die? <laughs> Father, what will it be like when I die? Will I go to hell? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has basically reached an end. Um, thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody for being a part of it. Thanks to Red Band. Thanks to The Full Charge. Thank you. Thanks to J-Bop. We're making things happen over here. We've got it all going down. Tomorrow night, we will be at the Ice House in the Little Room. It's the fucking sweet spot. Did you just call him J-Pop? Yeah, that's a new name. Oh, because it's name. not Jam Band anymore because he's got his short hair. J-Pop. <laughs> got a pop haircut now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't have Jam Band. You're not a band, dude. You're pop. You're a pop star. You're a singer now. Um, Whatever. I don't even know what I was talking about. Uh, Friday Ice night, House. Joe Diaz, me, Brian Redband. Benji Afalo, uh Mike Young. Beautiful. Powerful Mike Young. We're going to have some fun. Friday night, oh. like I said, it's the Little Room. It's one of those places that you very rarely get to go to. Mike Young just has some amazing news. Maybe he's coming to a huge uh, network very soon. Nice. Oh, good for Mike Young. Nice. All right. Um, thanks to everybody for tuning in, and thanks to Ting for sponsoring the podcast. Go to rogan.ting.com and save yourself 25 bucks, ladies and gentlemen. It's worth the ride. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> Thanks also to Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T, makers of Alpha Brain. And thanks also to 1-800... No, today is 1-800-Flowers. Let me read this because I got a new thing that's just for it's today. only today. 1-800-Flowers just for today only. So when you hear this in the future, this shit won't work anymore. But the offer code JRE will still be good for savings on whatever their, their new offer is. 1-800-Flowers.com. Enter in... The offer code JRE, and for this special day, you get one dozen red roses. You will get another dozen for free, and it's available only today. 1-800-Flowers.com, and 1-800-Flowers, if you call them, just mention JRE. 
Thanks also to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T, use the code name Rogan, and save 10% off any and all subamass. And uh, we'll be back uh, Monday, Joey Diaz, Tuesday, Duncan Trussell. The week after that, it'll be the great Roseanne Barr. We got a lot of other people coming on. We got a lot of shit happening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we love the fuck out of you. We appreciate you very much, and we'll see you very soon. Big kiss. Mwah.